0: This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 233. Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, December the 31st. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. This is episode 233. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. Welcome to the show. Uh, this is, I believe, our first uh, show recorded in 2015, so Happy New Year, everyone. Um, welcome back to the sh- for a new year of the show and a new year of, of uh, comic book reviews. Um, unfortunately, I'm actually just uh, coming off of being quite ill for the past week. Um, so I apologize my voice doesn't sound as good as, it, as good as it normally does If it sounds good normally at all um, At least we don't have a lot of books to talk about this week As very little actually came out So uh, this might actually I always say uh, that uh, this is going to be a quick episode This might be the fastest episode we'll ever do This might actually be the fastest Because uh, I believe that there is only five books I read this past week uh, We have Batman Eternal uh, it's issue number 39. Um, <clears throat> um, I, definitely interesting. Uh, Scott Snyder, James Tiddy the Fourth on story, Ray Fox on script, Kyle Higgins and Tim Seeley are the consulting writers, with Felix Ruiz on art. Um, we have more developments on what's going on with uh, uh, Vicki Vale and her boss. Um, we have uh, the uh, Batman trying to find the Riddler, which I actually thought was pretty cool um the part of the the villains a little bit less interesting but okay uh I do like the feeling that everything is kind of coming to a head and especially as the as um as with the big avalanche that happens here having um uh Commissioner Bard shoot the um I guess the publisher or the editor of the newspaper pretty crazy shit um the art is not my favorite um I think there's still a lot of good momentum moving forward, although I think ultimately this stuff with the Riddler kind of didn't go anywhere, but I guess that's kind of the point. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Uh, next up is Earth True World's End, number 13. Actually, I really like the cover, first of all. I think it's really gripping, and it was actually a lot better than I would have expected. Um just because I feel like at times this has kind of been a bit of a mess series. Uh, it's re- story by Daniel H. Wilson, written by Daniel H. Wilson, Margaret Bennett, and Mike Johnson. Breakdowns by Scott McDaniel, and then the arts by Tyler Kirkham, Jack Herbert and Vicente Cifuentes, Jorge Jimenez, Robson Roca and Guillermo Ortego, uh, Stephen Sicovia, and Jason Paz. It's a lot of different artists. Um, the elements with the... Different avatars fighting Apocalypse's furies. I really um, could care less about it. I just I'm more, very uninterested in how long that subplot is going on for. Uh, seeing Flash and all team together, though, I think that was a lot more interesting. And uh, everything with Flash, really. Uh, the Dick Grayson stuff was very forgettable here. Um, uh, the stuff with the sod, a lot more interesting. As we find out more about what, what happened to the Avatar of the Red, um, seeing um, uh, Commander Khan going up against uh, trying to kind of commit a suicide uh, action so that he can make what uh, Sloan did worthwhile, um, seeing Al Pratt uh, do what he can to try and save as many human beings as possible very cool as well. Um, overall, not bad. This is actually a pretty good injury uh, in a book that. For the most part, I haven't been that huge on. Um, I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, next up is uh, New Fifty Two features N Thirty Five. It's this is more of a mess than Earth Two. Um, although I mean Earth, yeah, I, this book is just frustrating. I just don't think it's that well done. uh, The writers are Brian Azzarello, Jeff Lemire, Dan Juergens, and Keith Giffen. Pencilers are Jesus Marino and Stephen Thompson. Um, Here we have um, the continued fight between Dr. Polaris and the new Firestorm, as Firestorm tries to figure out what to do. Uh, Also, we have... uh, Uh, Red Robin kind of jumping into the fray a little bit as well. More with 50 Sue, which is the most irritating character ever, and there's like four pages devoted to a subplot I don't care about. Then we have pages, page upon page upon page upon page, about Frankenstein and Adam, and it's just not interesting. Then you finally get a little bit more interesting when you got Plastique and the future version of Batman slash Joker. That is more interesting, especially when you have... The older Batman going up against the kind of messed up um, Brother Eye infected version from the future that's melded with the Joker, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, it's just so... So you have a lot of stuff that doesn't really work, and then you have like a good sequence at the end, but it doesn't forgive the fact that half the shit is just not that very good at all, or just goes on for so long. Like, again, the stuff in space with um, Frankenstein, and then Old, the page, I, I don't know why we have, like, four pages of 50 Sue talking to Lana Lang. Who the fuck cares? She's the most irritating character. Why do they keep shoving it down our throats? Um, anyways, I'm going to give it, like, a uh, 4 out of 10. It's just bothersome. Uh, next up is S.H.I.E.L.D. number one. Now, this is the big release from Marvel for the week, one of two releases that they actually had. Uh, it's written by Mark Wade. Um, we we'll just uh, get the credits... Page here. Um, it'd be nice if I could find the credits here. All right, so Mark Wade is the writer, Carlos Pacheco on on uh, art. Uh, very not, I would not have thought it was Pacheco actually uh, at first. Uh, interesting story of Phil Coulson kind of leading a new squad. And he has a new position now, and he's able to kind of use his expertise in uh, superheroes as well as super agent secret agentry to kind of uh, formulate responses. Uh, it's interesting, interesting concepts. Um, suddenly, the three of the characters from the TV show are now in the Marvel universe. That's Fitz, Fitz, and Simmons and May. Um, it's it's just weird um, because Coulson was kind of. Almost secret, secretly dropped into the Marvel Universe at the end of Battle Scars. Like, he'd been there throughout Battle Scars, but it hadn't in any way been hinted that this character, Cheese, who was Marcus Johnson's friend, would. End up being Phil Coulson instead, because he was—he was kind of something else. Like he was never a Shield agent; he was something different. Now they're kind of retroactively making him a Shield agent and making it seem like he's been a Shield agent a long time to fit more in line with Coulson from the movies and television show. Um, but that's not really fitting who the Cheese character originally was. He was a Ranger with Johnson. Uh, It's interesting, too, that this book kind of squarely separates him from Nick Fury Jr. Because up until now, they they were kind of together uh, a lot of the time because of how they were originally introduced as characters. It's just interesting to see how they try to further develop this character and move him away from Nick Fury. Uh, Because of the Nick Fury here is not the Nick Fury in the... Well, Nick Fury in comics is not the Nick Fury that's in the movies. And it's just too bad when you have to have too much cross-pollination. It's cool to see him here, absolutely. Um, it's just the the changes to his history, you know, I, I don't know why he has... The only reason they made him a shield agent at age 25 is because they wanted him to match up with the version of him that's in a, in a television show and in the movies, really. I don't think there's any other reason why. And now now he suddenly has affiliations and he's known throughout the Marvel universe and he's able to like be at Ben Grimm's poker game. Um, which is pretty interesting because, you know, you would not, I don't don't know. That's the character as presented up until now, every, and everywhere else in in the Marvel universe comics is not this guy. Um, seeing Maeve and Fitz and Simmons shown here, I don't know. It felt kind of weird because they don't really belong. Um, They just feel like something so separate. Uh, I think I was still going to read this this series. I want to believe it's going to be more interesting. Uh, I mean, Mark Waid's writing it, so I do have a lot of faith in it. It's just kind of a weird book. Um, It's basically Coulson and the team from the TV show investigating threats and having a lot of guest stars from the Marvel Universe. And that sounds like it could actually be a really good book. So I will give it a 7 out of 10. Uh, the artwork as I said sometimes it works and sometimes it just doesn't uh, and last up is uh, Star Trek Planet of the Apes because why not uh, it's uh, the primate directive uh, I actually really dug this a lot more than maybe I even should it's written by, written by Scott Tipton and David Tipton with our artwork by Rachel Scott um, really fun great prelude this starts off with uh uh, one of the guerrillas getting a, you know, advanced weaponry from a shadowy figure. We then go to, uh, you know, cut to um, a clandestine mission being um, performed by uh, Uhura and Sulu, and then we get back to the Enterprise. The Enterprise is uh, investigating what uh, the Klingons have been up to. And they find a portal um, to another time and space, which leads them to the planet of the apes. Uh, very cool concept. It's cool to see these two things kind of mash together. I'm interested to see where they go from here. Um, I don't pick up a lot of books from IDW, but uh, this one just definitely felt worth it. Uh, anyway, so that's everything we've uh, got time for this uh Today, uh, the books I didn't get a chance to read or don't read uh, that were released this past week include the following: Abigail and the Snowman Number One, All New Miracle Man Annual Number One, and East of West Number Sixteen. Uh, looking forward briefly to uh, this coming week on the seventh of January, uh, some upcoming releases or at least highlights of releases include the Absolute Batman Incorporated Hardcover. Uh, there's the Deathblow Deluxe Edition Trade Paperback. Um, We've got the new issue of Flash Season Zero coming out. uh, Injustice Gods Among Us Trade Paperback Volume 2 is coming out. uh, As well as uh, Superman the Power Within Trade Paperback. As well as uh, the first trade paperback from Sinestro. And there's also a Showcase Presents the Unknown Soldier Volume 2. Over at Marvel, we've got uh, new issues of uh, All-New X-Factor. Amazing Spider-Man has another chapter of Spider-Verse. Um, there's the launch of the new Scott Lang Ant-Man. I believe this is the launch of the new uh, Scott Lang Ant-Man series. Although it's four nine nine, which I don't know what Marvel's thinking. Um, there's the death of Wolverine hardcover for twenty five dollars. Uh, there's the Marvel Superhero Secret Wars prose novel uh, adaptation hardcover at twenty five dollars. Uh, there's also uh, Punisher trade paperback volume two Border Crossing. Uh, a new issue of Spider-Man 2099 as part of Spider-Verse, and there's the uh, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number one that's launching, as well as the Uncanny Avengers uh, premiere hardcover volume five, which is the final volume, the Axis Prelude, which I believe only has three issues from Uncanny Avengers, but also two issues of Magneto that kind of tie in uh, quite closely to what was going on at that time. Anyways, thank you for joining me for episode 233, the 1st of 2015. We'll catch you next time for episode 234, uh, later in the week. And if you ever want to email us, you can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, rate or review us on iTunes, and also post in our HT thread as well. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.